crypto, everybody, you are now under the black top. We try to get our act together and find strength and unity in a circle of life and friendship. I am Billy. I'm Timbo. And I am Ray. It is nice to be here. It's nice to see you guys, man. Billy, how you been? I'm well, man. You know what I did for the first time? I've been dying to try. What's that? I guess it's not fair. It's a bunch of things. Uh, I tried apple pie with a slice okay. of cheese. With a slice, With a slice of, of cheese? Uh, no, right? Yeah, no, I've heard of that before. Cheese. Okay. I just wanted to make sure, because it seemed like the audio kind of went out. So maybe because yeah. I was saying something, I don't know. With a slice of cheese. I don't know if it counts as cheddar cheese because it's crab. If it's just, you know, I don't know if crab is considered cheddar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I think I got it from Ben and Black. I think Kay used to eat his uh, his dessert. So... Like, go for pie and go for a talk. He would get cheese. On an apple pie, and it was interesting, man. It wasn't as bad as you think it would be. But I would you know, cheese go with a lot of sweet stuff. I have to say, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna believe that because um, when I was a child, I used to put for whatever reason, I don't know how I even tried it, but I used to put cheese in my applesauce, okay. and it, I like, just liked it. It just, it like just tastes good. Y'all get the American, yeah, no, get the American oh. cheese, and when I had my little applesauce, I'll just break it up, throw I it in the applesauce. Apple. And I, it's the weirdest thing ever. So it's funny to hear you say now apple pie and cheese and to know that that's on. That's a thing. It make me feel just a little less weird out here, you know? That's what yeah, we aim That's what we're looking for. Cheese, okay. So. I got to try this applesauce and cheese thing now. That's no, it's, uh, hey, don't don't have high hopes for it, man. It could just be the palate <laughs> of a child, man, for real. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, man, I've been good. That's what's been exciting for me, I guess. Okay, okay awesome. good stuff, man. Tempo, how you been, man? I've been pretty good. It's a lot of good things happening. I'm getting bonuses at work, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Blessings on blessings right. on blessings. Uh-huh. Right. And, you know, I was able to do that commission today, get that out the way. That was driving me crazy. Yeah, so, so that. Congratulations on that, man. Get the ball moving. <laughs> so, yeah, feeling good. How about yourself, right? Oh, uh, man, I've been good, actually. Uh, we, as a family, went to the Apple Orchard this past weekend so it was just really cool just one of my favorite times of, of the year really just the christmas the crispness in the air just the fall time feels you know sweater weather so to speak and be able to go out there pick apples and just it was just a good time really it was and um, my sister came out too so to see some family there it was just um it was really fun and i love caramel apple cider so you know it's the season okay. that anytime i pass a big b i'm like oh, i gotta get some caramel apple cider so Good stuff. Uh, what up, Billy? <laughs> is Big B better than Starbucks? Man, see, me as the non-coffee drinker <laughs> and okay. who only likes the one drink <laughs> from <laughs> like, um, from actually both like places. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say like... I'm gonna say Big B, but oh, for probably for most like people, that. it will be Starbucks, just because Starbucks mm -hmm. seem to be like the standard, right? That's mm -hmm. like everybody just kind of goes there from what I from what it seems. It's like Starbucks is like the upper echelon. Then you would have like even like McDonald's or like Tim Hortons or something before, you know, like a Big B. But I hey, I'll stand for Big B. They got my caramel apple cider, even though it's only like two, three months out the year. Man, I'll go there every day it. if it was closer. Mm -hmm. I gotta go try that. This chick at work, uh the customer just came in and said that Big B was better than Starbucks. I can't remember why. But she just was like it's probably the price wise. That's the first time I heard that one. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's slap. Y'all should definitely try it, everybody out there. Seasonal drink for the fall time. 
Okay. You know, do they have? I wonder if they they probably do. But my question is, do they have those kind of seasonal drinks in places that don't have seasons, right? Like, do you have fall-time drinks in Florida? You probably do, right? You know? Oh, in Florida, it might be more based around fall-time holidays. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Then you can you, you got the opportunity to have like this big Halloween spread or something or variety. There because you Halloween. so you bring out that pumpkin spice around Halloween time, as opposed to when it start getting cold. That's a good question. Oh yeah, it's it's interesting. I never thought about it till just now. It does actually get a little cold in Florida. It's not very often, but okay. it does get. And it's not even that chilly. It'll be, cold for them is like fifty something. Yeah. So, I mean, I still cold for us, but it's just like it's dramatically cold for them. Right. That's the grab your winter coats for them. Right. The sweater, <laughs> the the scarves, everything. Yeah, that's wild. All right. Well, let's get right in there. And actually, before we jump in, want to remind everybody you can catch us and listen to us anywhere that podcasts are: Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. We would appreciate the listens and subscribes. Um. Yeah. So. Jump right into the album. Uh, Timbo, what we listen to? Friends That Break Your Heart by James Blake. So, yeah. very, very interesting. What I wanted to know what everybody thought, whoever wants to go first. <laughs> um, you know, this one was um, one that um, I picked. And yeah. it was one project that the more I listened to it, the more I appreciated it, and the more I kind of felt and kind of understood. It's just... Like, even from, like, the features, right? So, you know, the first time I listened to, I'm like, oh, man, is that SZA? Oh, I like SZA. Oh, what, J.I.D.? Okay, I have some good features in here. And, you know, I come back and I listen to it again, then you start to hear, you know, the breakdown of actually what he's saying. You hear just the emotion in almost every song that he has. And it was just really captivating and moving. And it's like, even, like, my favorite track, which was, what, Life is Not the Same, like, the second track. It's like, how can you not, like, feel, relate, and vibe all at the same time, you know? Like, it was just super cool just to hear um, just so much, so many different kind of emotions. Because you have those feelings of him kind of going through, like, a breakup and being without somebody. But then later in the album, you have, like, this this whole resolve that he has and um, say what you will. So it was just so, so much that he had. And it's just the more I listen right. to it, the more I kind of appreciate it. To say what you will was like when he flipped. And he's like, I don't care no yeah, more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What did yeah. you guys think? Billy, you can go. <laughs> I think I'm going to add this one to my vinyl collection. I really, really, um, I like the album. Um, I think his melodies were so awesome. They almost, they, they felt very strategic to me, at least, the way how uh, the production and the melodies intertwined in certain spots. I would go from how you use that to tell a story and to kind of escort your emotions through a song. Um, it just triggered so much freshness for me. It reminded me to be experimental and be free in production. Um, I like how he took some modern sounds and just, to me, turned them on their heads and uh, made, like you said, right, a very emotional album. Um, I like the lyrics. I like I like this album a lot, man. It was just fresh and inspiring. So, yeah. I'll keep this one around. What about you, Timbo? Yeah, Timbo, what you I, thinking? You you passing the buck off. Um, let's hear <laughs> let's hear what you got to say. Uh, I'm happy I listened to it. I 
I really like that first song. I don't remember what it was called, but it just really set the tone for, like, uh, Billy was talking about with the production. Because to me, it was a little sparse. But it seemed like that was intentional, so you would focus on his voice more. And it seems to me, there was even points where the music would stop and all you would hear is him singing. So, mm-hmm. like, he's a very vocal-centric uh, singer, I, I can see. And um, But, like I said, the production was very cool, very fresh, very different. And this, in certain instances, it was still nostalgic. It kind of gave me almost like, you know, that future nostalgia type thing that Dua Lipa went with. But very different albums as far as, uh, like, uh, subject matter. He was definitely telling the story about a breakup, and he was really hurt up and upset at the beginning. And then he gets kind of over it in the, uh, the middle. But uh, there's even a song called Funeral. That was, like, the hardest song to listen to me, to me because it was just, like, he was yeah. really going through that song. Uh, but, yeah, it's still a good album. I'm very happy I listened to it. Yeah, you know, that's one thing I um, I kind of appreciate just about the way we kind of do this thing because um I believe that me picking James Blake was cuz he's featured in this so many songs that we kind of listen to um like in rap and hip hop and stuff like that. Right. He'll be featured and it's like, "Oh man, he sound kind of cool, sound kind of cool," but I would never really probably listen to a full project, but actually doing it now in um in this capacity is awesome. So I like that we do stuff like that. Then I also like that we can switch it from something that we wouldn't listen to to something that we, you know, kind of want to listen to, which is going to be what we're doing now, our album pick for this next um, album. is going to be um, something that we kind of want to listen to. Uh-huh. Yeah, for, there we go. Thank you, Timbo. <laughs> so I will start. I will choose uh, Life of a Don by Don Tolliver. Um, anybody else can go? What y'all got? I got the Lockdown Sessions, the new Elton John album that's been giving him a lot of acclaim. Uh, I want to listen to that. You said by Elton John? Yeah. Um, Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the creator. Oh, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> Um, so. Yikes. <laughs> you a clown. You do it for likes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with my album being the pick last time around, I'm going to yeah. take away an album first. I will take away... It's weird because I'm about to take away an album that I actually want to listen to that I've actually put into this album. But I'm going to take away the um, Call Me If You Get Lost. Um, I'm gonna take away. Well, I would rather. Are you gonna pull the Tim? You gonna pull the Timbo? Trying to figure out which one I would rather listen to because that's what we're supposed to do. Which one would I uh, gravitate more towards, or which one interests me? Elton John interests me because I'm familiar with him. Don Tolliver interests me because he's new. This is tough. Life of a dime. There are a lot of down sessions. That's interesting. That's a hard one. It really is. Because even even the Tyler, though, because I want to listen to that Tyler, the creator. I still haven't got around to, um, to giving that um, a listen. Okay. Um, let's do, let's do, let's listen to Elton John. Okay. Okay. I like that. I, I, once. I never saw that coming. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. 
So that'll be all my our, our listen. Cool beans, man. All right, cool. All right, moving along to our next segment here. Our yes. book that we are reading is uh, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, where it's a little pocket edition. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's all. Yeah, y'all ain't gonna be able to see that. Right. But, but it looks basically like that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> just imagine a book. There we yes, go. okay. Thanks. There we go. A small version of that. Okay. <laughs> that's the pocket book. <laughs> <laughs> So we are on uh, chapter four, which yes. is the law of least effort, which I found this one interesting. Uh, let's jump right in. Um, how did you guys feel about it? Um, Timbo, you want to start off? Yeah, I can. Um, I read the whole thing, and I'm, but I'm going to the end of it. What really stuck out to me, honestly, the most was the defenselessness. Okay. Because yeah. even when we were talking about the commission earlier, that was... I. Because I was going to try and do this thing where I was going to ask people what they thought, but I'm like, it's about what I like. I am doing this for a customer, but it's really what's most important is how I feel about what I'm I'm releasing. So mm-hmm. that's what made me finally be like, okay, I can I can say that this is it and be happy with it. Because that was the issue before. I was not happy with my first draft of that commission, and it took me months and months to get back to it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was just... That's that's the part that stuck out to me the most. I like that actually, because um, kind of sounds as if that kind of goes kind of almost inside <laughs> with putting so much energy into like the ego, right? Because we're we're looking for that approval, and we kind of you know, because everybody wants to be liked, you know. So mm-hmm. I, it's natural, I feel, to kind of look for that. So you know, it's nice that you were able to get to that point where you can kind of set that aside and be like, you know what? It's not about what other people think. It's about when you know what I'm looking for, what I like. And um, hey, and it, it worked. You know, you got it out, and I thought it looked awesome, honestly. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, but um, yeah. What did you think, on um, Billy? You take anything from you know this law in particular? Yeah. Uh, at first, it felt like um, too good to be true kind of thing. Like that's just not how life works, you know. Um, mm-hmm. If you just don't, if you don't resist, the miracles can happen for you, kind of thing. But when, what stands out to me is he talks about the economy of, of energy. About, yeah. Uh, create or maintain or obtain energy. I forget the right words, but <clears throat> just this, our body is this uh, sack, I guess, pause of energy. Then mm-hmm. spend it makes a huge difference and either leaves you available or depleted for the next opportunity or for a desire that comes from within and comes from a place of love. Uh, for you to act on it and make a difference in your life. And I think that's the important part. That's the part that makes everything else possible. It's how you save your energy, how you use your energy, how you transmute your energy, how you take care and nurture your energy. You have to pay attention to how you spend it. Mm-hmm. You know, In order to save it or have it for other things that really matter, I think uh, that are the opposite. We talked about the opposite of just what feeds the ego. And if we I think if we do that more and fear less, what's really stopping us? If you ask yourself, uh, if you did everything you were afraid of, what would you keep doing? What's next? Just the next step. The only thing stopping you is what you're afraid of. Just do that, and then you'll probably graduate to the next step and keep living in that space and not worrying so much about your ego, what people think, the criticism. Um, 
pay attention to it, remain open-minded so that you can be nimble or agile, make a change if you need to make a change, regardless of your feelings about it. If it's necessary, make the change and keep pushing forward and, and go, go or meet your opportunities with a sense of fearlessness. And I think it's that harness energy that allows you to believe in yourself more and take advantage of that. Man, yeah, absolutely. Actually, y'all miss funny because that's one of the, the biggest things that I kind of took from the law also is just kind of that that watching your energy and how to conserve it and kind of what you're putting your energy into. And and because I do believe in just that that stuff can kind of rub off and <clears throat> to be able to to take that and his belief is what in putting that positive energy and making these these decisions on based in love that you can compound that energy and that energy from a um universal standpoint can and that's where i was kind of getting confused i mean we're not confused well when he got to the point of i do understand and believe that energy in itself that having that good energy brings good energy to you uh, yeah. where i felt um it may be a little far-fetched I have a harder time trying to understand the at just the merest thought of something that that in itself can then manifest it itself. And I understand that it's probably not exactly what he means. It's probably more of the, the process and more of you just putting yourself out there and being, um, you know, a good person and making these decisions in love and, and doing the positive things while doing the things that you actually love too, that it'll bring those good things to you from the, just the law, like the law of karma kind of, um, mm -hmm. kind of what I'm thinking. I agree with you. Um, that's what I meant earlier. Same mm -hmm. way better words. Um, yeah, this doesn't seem like that makes sense, but I think I understand it in the way of, if your desires are more pure, for lack of a better term, they may be, you may, they may be easily, more easily attained because right. you're not looking for money. You're looking for peace, which sometimes you can gather by searching for, searching for stillness. Or if you're looking to lose weight uh, just for yourself, understanding that you want to lose weight, allowing that to be, um, and accepting where you are every day mm -hmm. gives you the ability to respond differently. Every time you want to eat something that doesn't go along with your desires, you ask yourself the question because it's on your mind. This is what I mean by, this is what I think he means by manifestation. Not that it manifests without your effort, but it may be more easily manifested because of your focus and the amount of energy you have to move towards it. Right. And that makes sense. No, yeah, absolutely. Like alignment. Alignment. Yeah. Right. And especially if you take that and then couple it with the other goals that we kind of had where you already have, I mean, not goals, the other laws that we kind of already have read about and coupling all of those together. Yeah, I can definitely see how that can kind of, you know, just kind of line up like that. And it just being more easily, your goals may be more easily manifested if you kind of live your life in this positive way. And I mean, that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah, if you're in the positive flow, it's easier, you know, for positive things to happen. So right. Right, I think that I think that when you say it like that, or I think understanding it that way means that even the bad things are still perceived as positive. Mm -hmm. Criticism or somebody mentions a strategy change, or it could be just somebody being mean and saying something that really is true, but they say it in a mean way. You have to remain open minded enough to to take what is important or useful and then mm -hmm. use it. Keep moving. I exactly. Think that's and, 
like the choice to get offended or not, right? Or you know, right. just like to actually listen to it and and like you said, be more constructive with it and not. Are you choosing to be offended or are you choosing to kind of hear what they said and and kind of take something from it? Yeah. You know? So definitely. Sure. Yeah, man. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, this one was um, yeah, pretty pretty cool. Um, I like it. I like I like the like the ease of this uh, ease, right? Because it's, <laughs> the concepts are big, but it's it is a, a relatively easy kind of read. Um, but it does give yes. you a lot to think about. Mm-hmm, for sure, that's a subjective easy. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going through, making sure. Um, was there anything else that you guys want to hit on that one? On um, law number four. Was there anything about? What was the third thing in the instructions? Um, so we had the three components of the law of least effect. Number one was acceptance. Number right. two was responsibility. And then number three was defensiveness. Um, okay. Defensiveness. So yeah. Yeah, it was responsibility. I mean, that that was interesting the way he was describing that. I was kind of stuck on that for a minute. Like, mm-hmm. we reading it like, am I really getting what he's talking about? Because he's, he's saying take ownership, but don't take it personal, which is really, that's difficult. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks. And again, I think uh, how much of that is then tied to like that ego response too, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I guess, right? Because when you do something that's say raw, you kind of don't feel like you process it in, unless you feel sorry about it. You should feel something, especially if you've offended another person. But if you can make an offense and then forgive yourself as soon as you make it and just keep moving, Sometimes it feels like you don't have accountability, but the accountability mm-hmm. is in you not doing it again, not so much in mm-hmm. yeah. right. both. See, yeah, that's interesting. It kind of goes back to our conversation, um, the difference between like the sorry and apologize, right? Like, right. Mm-hmm. what are you <laughs> really slow? Right, you know, like what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Like, it's a class A slippery slope. So it's like I have to mention that every time we bring it up, because it's like a two percent difference. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was responsibility. Um, the ability okay. to have a creative response to um the situation as it is now. Um, yeah, not I- blaming people for kind of what's going Four years on. Now. Really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. How, move forward. How, how can you not manifest the things that you want, at least some of the more pure things from your heart, if you follow that? How can you not? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like some of it has to happen, right? Some of just this general pureness, like if you're just wanting just this greatness for the world and living in a great life, like some of that has to kind of come to you. At least that's what I believe, you know? Mm-hmm. Moving forward, not being stopped by opinions or criticism or what mm-hmm. other people, I think that's the big thing. Yeah, how can you not succeed with that, right? Exactly, because mm-hmm. you gotta go through it. Everybody, I was watching this interview about Tyler the Creator and he was saying, Dude, nobody's wrong. To somebody, it is corny. To somebody, it might be stupid. To somebody, it might be fresh. To somebody, it might be dope. All at the same time. Mm-hmm. It depends on the person's reference point and what they think or what happened to them, uh, I guess, at that point of reference. <laughs> so that's how they make their decisions or 
That's how they had their thoughts, where their thoughts come from. Mm-hmm. That only affects you if you care about that. If you don't, you keep moving forward. Exactly. How can you not succeed if you keep moving forward? I'm saying, I guess, in extreme cases. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Forward. I'm like, that's a good, that's, that was right after that other one. I'm like, I forgot that one. But yes. (laughs) James Blake reference, y'all. There we go. (laughs) And you don't have to be right. He's like, you don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to make other people believe or think or uh, be in the same boat as you. You don't have to spend that energy mm-hmm. on that was a, a, You don't care about that. It was a great point that he brought up because people, and myself too, you spend so much time trying to get someone to understand where you're coming from or to... That part too. You know, it's, it's like... That. Yeah. If you... It's so much energy. And you probably repeat it like 30 times. Like, well, no, well, maybe if I maybe if they could see it this way, or maybe if they could see it this way, or or you could just agree to disagree, understand what they're saying, keep it as what what they do, do, and just keep it moving. You know, you say how you feel, and either they take it or they don't. You know, you said it with love, you putting kindness out there, but you know, you don't have to keep the the fight, the go, the pushback. That energy doesn't have to be put clap back (laughs) in that way, you know. So the whole thing, like seriously, I was talking to uh, Nicole about that. It's just like the what you know. It was specifically about celebrities and the need to clap back. Not every celebrity needs to do that. Some Mm -hmm. don't do it at all, but there are some. They kind of, that's what they always do. It's just like, it would be probably easier for them if they could just, and this is real easier said than done, just ignore it or just yeah. don't let it take you there. So, yeah. Yeah, see, I would have to, I would imagine they would have to like not look at it at all to not be bothered by Yeah. By it. Like, it's just so overwhelming. Probably just the sheer amount of both praise and, you know, um, Dislike that they get is probably crazy. Uh, wait, what, what, slander. That's yeah, here we go. Yeah, basically what it the is. The ridicule, right? <laughs> Gave me Lion King tease. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, guys. What is the next law? Yeah. So law five, which is what we're doing next, is intention and desire. The law of intention and desire. Which there was a tag about intention in in the uh, the previous law, wasn't it? It's somewhere in the writing, maybe not. I, I seem like I remember seeing intention in italics. Like, uh, it could have been, yeah. Because I know well, with this one, with this chapter in particular, I listened to it um a couple times, and when I read it, I know he had a couple more examples. So maybe it was something that was in the written that um was. I think it was the word intend. It okay. was something about if you intend, and intend was in Italian. Okay. So I, I, I think that was foreshadowing. Okay, I'll, I'll, I wouldn't put it past him. The ripples, when he was talking about finding stillness and having your intentions, like, leave ripples in the... Uh, I think it could have been that, yeah. I don't remember exactly. Oh. I think I remember seeing intent. Oh, and, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it's, all, yeah. it's all tied yeah. together. Yeah. For sure. All right, cool. Well... Keeping it moving, yeah. our segment we got uh, sides right. So we had a conversation, and I'm not exactly sure how this came about, but I don't we know. Always, 
about food. We always talking about man, Yeah, I guess we all had <laughs> at heart, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we love food. We love food. It's good. It's good, man. I can't. But, but it came up what, what the best yeah. sides were. And it was something that we started to talk about. And we said, you know what, maybe we'll say this for, um, you know, for the air. So the question is, what are you guys' favorite sides? It does seem like something that we should know about each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, especially like Thanksgiving sides, Thanksgiving right around the corner. Right? <sighs> yes, it is. So that's how exactly how I thought about it um, first. It's like, well, it kind of depends on where I'm at, right? If I'm having Thanksgiving, that's going to be a different side than if I go to McDonald's, right? You oh, know? yeah. If that makes sense. So, I mean, McDonald's got like French fries, so like, and that's all. I mean, I guess they got apple pies and stuff like that, right? Glad you said that, right? Because this is what happened when I was eating this apple pie with this cheese on it. I'm over it. I used to to always, I'd either get a Big Mac meal and an apple pie or two McChickens with cheese and an apple pie. I'm not going to be able to make this. (laughs) Always, man. That was like my go to. So I'm eating this apple pie, remind me. Of the apple pie from McDonald's, but then the cheese reminded me of the Big Mac. So somewhere in between, like I created the McDonald's. <laughs> you created the whole sandwich. You whole, yeah, the whole moment, huh? My brain filled in the rest of that. Like, <laughs> that's not like a lot going on. Why does this taste so familiar? I just, I know I can't really put my face. That's what it is. Yeah, Lunch bro. and dessert I, memories in one taste. <laughs> right. <sighs> That's wild. Yeah, that was too wild. Uh, yeah. But uh, let me see. But yeah, so my size, it kind of just depends. And honestly, probably more centric on where you go. Like if I go to like a church's chicken, mm-hmm. I got to get the little jalapeno cheese bombers. Some things are so okay. good. Okay. They are so good. I always get the okra. I love the my, okra. My, my mom always gets the okra. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't take you for an okra guy. Oh, yeah. I love fried okra completely. No, I can have that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Are you like, so let's say you go to KFC. Are you mashed or wedges guy or whatever they got? Oh, I was forever wedges. I'm mad that they don't make wedges like they used to. They sure don't, man. They got them french fries now. They cool. And it's not the same. They grow on me, man. Cause when I first when I first tried them, I'm like, man, this ain't got nothing on the wedges. But <laughs> after you know a couple months, it's like, I right, guess they, I right. you know. Okay. I do miss yeah. the wedges though. Yeah, the wedges. They were just. It was. It was a good liver. It was a good liver. I don't know why they got rid of them. <laughs> I don't know either. They were perfect. But you know, this is just King's Pizza. Their fr- fries. They have a, a certain type of fry that is very close to those wedges. Okay. I get them all the time. And, okay. and so I, maybe it's a nice little dupe. It's not the exact same thing because they season it a little different. But it's it's thick pieces like the wedges used to be. Now, now that we're talking about it, I'm sure we, we may have even brought it up on the show before. But um, what's the what's the best fries out there since we're talking about sides? I mean, it just only seemed natural. Uh, and of course, everybody's going to say what, like the same two, right? Like, um, huh. Everybody say checkers on three. One, two, three. Right? <laughs> no? Checkers <laughs> is one of them. Yeah, bro. Like, they still good when you got when you buy them from the frozen section of the grocery store. Yeah. That's that's how I knew it. 
when I um, when I pulled them out the oven, I'm like, oh man, these actually taste. <laughs> these I are got really low like, earlier today. Um, shoot. Uh, for me, it's like the whole like checkers. I like Arby's, um, the little curly fries with the little cheese cups. Yeah, those That's... are my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then on Popeyes, man. But yeah, I was gonna say Popeyes. I was about to DoorDash Popeyes right before this. I'm not gonna do it. It's too much. That line too long for me, man. I can't. That can't do the Popeyes. And my dash pass is apparently gone. I don't know what happened with that. So it's like really? I'm paying full price. I'm paying full price. Yes. Don't I? I think it was something with the switch over with the phones, but it, okay. it has. To, wow. because I can't keep paying these. Checking, check your account, change your passwords. It was weird. Dana, she <laughs> logged into her DoorDash, and it has something for a failed delivery to in like Indiana or something like that. It was something oh. weird. So. <laughs> Come on, bro. So, she. <laughs> So just you know, just change those passwords. You know, keep an eye on stuff, especially if you got your credit card or you know, information on attached to it. Or do that double. Um, I don't know if DoorDash does it. It will be a lot for DoorDash, but a little double authentication where you try to log in, then they send they you a text message everything. and everything. They send me a text message. They send me an instant message, <laughs> and they send me a text. It's like I got. It. Like we we got to see the updated picture, like. Um, oh, man. You had hot cat fries. What kind of fries? Hot cats. Hot no, but I've heard of them. I've heard that they're really good. Those I don't cool. remember much about them. Mm. Yeah, Why are you looking like that? I'm, you looking like real upset, like? Yeah, I mean, man, they must slap, man, because he uh, <laughs> he was he looked hurt. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, you know, I do I'm get um. Just in size in general, mm-hmm. yeah. so weird, right? So then I'm thinking about our French fries. What about bread sides? Breadsticks, of, of course. See, you know what I'm gonna say on that one. The chicken gnocchi. <laughs> oh man, yo, I didn't think about that. Yes, that's oh, probably the, that's probably a great chicken. soup side right there. Though the chicken gnocchi is great. So for a bread side, it's gonna be on. Um, man, I'm trying to biscuits, man, for real. Oh, yeah. All day. <laughs> no, yeah, those are dope. Like I would just go for the cheddar biscuits. Like, like if they just had them just like sitting at the door for like you know two for a dollar, I'll walk up like, man, let me get yeah. let me get a cheddar biscuit, keep it moving. Uh, about those, they don't stay warm long. They don't, a, and they and they don't. don't taste. It's hard to the same when you reheat warm them up. Yeah. In the oven. I mean, yeah, it tastes a little better in the oven, but man, it don't hit like it, it did that first time around. Hey, they doesn't. Um, Famous Dave's and Boston Market's cornbread. Yo, okay. Boston Market do got some good cornbread. I can't think of the Famous Dave's one. It's but, like a um, cupcake. Delicious. Like a muffin. <laughs> uh, it's a cupcake. Like <laughs> what? I do like cornbread. I like the, the hot water kind. My grandmother makes it. It's, it's, it's not sweet. Yeah, that's what they call it. It's called hot water cornbread. But it's not sweet. What, what's your um, just favorite holiday side in general? Like, you know, we got the, the holiday season coming up. It's all Macaroni up. Honestly, you ain't never lied. I'll put a plate of sides and just be straight. I'll just be sitting there eating on macaroni and cheese and sweet potatoes and green beans. Sweet potatoes. And dressing with cranberry sauce is like the perfect combination between sweet and savory. I don't need anything else. 
I can eat that stuff cold, man. I just go in the refrigerator, take the aluminum foil off the plate, and just like eat it all together. That sounds good. It's, um, it's bad. See, man. See, man, we was doing mashed potato bowls in the hood before they was even on out here at these fast food places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but speaking of mashed potatoes, those are cool. I do like mashed potatoes. I used to be my go-to side. Um, when I was younger, I used to always get mashed potatoes from everywhere. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's probably because my mom has a really, really good mashed potatoes recipe now, hey. and <laughs> it don't it don't taste the same as anybody else's. So it does. I think she probably messed it up for me because I don't care for mashed potatoes anywhere else. Man. My dad was good one, but like, that her mashed potatoes? <laughs> Bro, it was good. I'm like, where did you get this? Oh, I'm about to get a recipe or something. No, you have to. You have to get that. Because it was Don't good. Don't go for an answer. You need <laughs> recipes, man. Just gonna sit there and watch her make it and just with a notebook. Bro, it's delicious. It's great. Oh, man, I'm gonna have to tell her you said that. Mm-hmm. Did I not already know? I thought that was the reason why she didn't made none no more because she was just being like, ha ha, you can't have much. Right. One time only. <laughs> One night only. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But speaking of potatoes, potato salad. Love potato salad. But yeah. I like mine's on the mustardy side. Some people make it and it's sweet. Don't like it. Yeah, I you want to keep, keep all of that. Like, <laughs> 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 all of it. <laughs> You don't like potatoes. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I don't, okay. like it, I don't like it sweet. I don't like it sweet. like no. Uh-uh. <laughs> what is, is it a specific thing? Is it like the texture? What is it? It's just the uh, it's the potato salad for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all of it. I I kind of agree with you. I'm one of those people to where. Nobody can make it like how I grew up on it. So nobody can really contend with my mom's. Um, everybody, nobody else is good or good to them. But I grew up on my mom's, and I'm just not a, I'm not a big fan of everybody else's. Like it just has, to, it's all right. You know what I mean? I don't have to have potato salad. But my mom's, yeah. Yeah. See, man, that'd be the things. You go to people's house, especially for holidays, and if you don't get it, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, it's good. Don't you know why you ain't getting none of mom's potato salad? Oh, I don't like potato salad. You know, some it's just weird because people, you feel, people feel offended if you don't like finish a plate. You know, you go to somebody's house and they you don't finish the plate, they be looking like, oh, what you don't like the food? Like, I mean, it, but it just you have to like the food. Is this automatic? No, I mean, of, of course you ain't gotta like the food because I've been to places where you know when you throw your plate away, you like you throw it. Upside down in the trash. I but just that, you know, first, you <laughs> the trash, like, so nobody knows what's really up under there. Then you, exactly. And if you, said, look, if you see a little gap in the trash can, you try to, like, slide it in the gap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, like, nobody knows about this. I got away. Oh, <laughs> I man, got let me go get some dessert before they ask me if I want seconds. <laughs> exactly. You can put that plate. On top of the plate, you just put in there, bro. You're going to have that stuff. Because you know you're going to eat dessert fast. That's perfect oh, plan. Oh, man. See, yeah, there you go. Cover up that evidence. Perfect. Oh, M.I.G. Oh. Yeah. I don't think that... I hate that kind of pressure. I just... Don't force me to like your food. I mean... No. I, I tried it for your feelings, which is why I put some on my plate. But so I would have been... I'm over it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm 
probably would have been better off not putting it on my plate. So if you try it and then you mad because I don't like it, it's okay. It doesn't mean that your stuff is bad. It's just not for me. Like Man. when you buy like a perfume or cologne and you don't like it, it's just not for you. I mean, come on, but but grandma make the best insert food here like that's mm-hmm. how they that's how they feel and i get it because who grandma don't make the best you know sweet potato pie or macaroni and cheese or you know different strokes for different folks but it just be funny man the anticipatory look like <laughs> i think be waiting oh, why as you having a, a bite in the glass <laughs> can i right. eat in peace you be like yeah no yeah <laughs> <laughs> nah, say that. Thumbs up. Like that's why restaurants they have the waiter walk around a couple of times before they ask you how your food was. Because it's rude to just do it immediately. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. You'd be afraid to grab the salt when you tasting somebody macaroni and cheese and shit. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Ain't nobody cool. got time for that. Do that. I've never had to grab salt for mac and cheese. Oh man, it depends on who okay. mac and cheese you have. Wow. Man. Wow. I was on the island the other day. I was like, I needed salt. I'm not happy. Yeah. Well, it's a nice. place you don't get where you don't have like, high expectations for size like mac and cheese. Oh, that's absolutely true. I mean, if you go to like a cookout, right, you would assume that the macaroni and cheese is going to be pretty good, right? But not always. You, somebody yeah. making it for the cookout, you would hope that, you know. Yeah. It don't always happen. Oh man, that's a, that's a staple though. That's a cookout staple. It don't have to be the best. Just make it macaroni and cheesy. You know what I mean? Right. Right, so. be- and, and a little salty, not ridiculously salty, but I need a little flavor. <laughs> I feel you don't on that. Give me some cheese sauce okay. and some noodles and nothing else. If you are making, if you were supplying macaroni and cheese for like a cookout or something like that. Yeah. Does it have to be baked macaroni and cheese? Like we agree on that, right? I mean, it has to be. I, yeah, I don't know of any other way. I mean, you, I mean I've seen some. I've seen some stove chefs where you know they don't bake a thing and they get the mixing. <laughs> if you are good, I think I think this is called a bechamel. Like it's kind of a cheat for for macaroni and cheese. It's called a bechamel. Okay. So you make a cream sauce and you use your your noodles. And you might put it in the oven, just like bake the top a little bit. Okay. Just put the cheese on the top and let it melt, and then you should be good. I think mm-hmm. it's like, so it's just kind of like an in-between way. Right. So that sounds cool, though. Bakes their macaroni and cheese. And I really Ooh. enjoy their macaroni and cheese and, and uh, uh, soup cake casserole. Boston Market. Oh, I love Boston Market macaroni and cheese. Or the the spiral whatever it is yeah mm-hmm. like it's, it's really good boston market is low-key just underrated like i never yeah. really hear people talk about boston market their chicken sandwich actually is really good back when chicken sandwiches wars of 2020 like they dropped <laughs> uh-huh. a, like a nashville hot chicken sandwich and it slapped like it was really good <laughs> i don't even know if they still got it i need to go check that out nashville chicken you said it. Get that Man. I wanted to, they were always out of stock. Like I was, I went before one o'clock and she was like, we ain't got no more. <laughs> yeah, what? I just dealt with this with Popeyes before one o'clock and nobody had any. So Man. I'm dealing with at Boston Market. Who knows y'all have chicken? That's why See, it's crazy. That leads me to like question like, what does the supply chain management for like a Chick-fil-A look like? 
where they always have chicken and they always got a, a hundred people in line. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that work? Like, my KFC run out of chicken. Oh, so no, I'm tired of running out of chicken sandwiches and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just interesting that they sell, that they always seem to have it. And I don't think it multiple trucks a day, maybe, but. Think about how many KFCs versus, or any chicken, or any chicken restaurant versus a Chick-fil-A, like in Michigan or spots, there's less, it's way less. You have to supply less restaurants. I mean, yeah, you got to supply less restaurants, but as an individual restaurant or a franchisee, like I would assume that, I don't know, I would just think that it would be easier to, you know, that the one Chick-fil-A has a lot more traffic than the one of 20 um, KFCs or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yet that Chick-fil-A always got um, food and it's fresh and they always polite. And I thought it was a myth until I actually started going, man. I don't know. Like, I've only been because we once we moved um, a little further west, there's one out there by the mall. So whenever we go out to the mall, we, we stop there. And the only reason it's even worth it is because they're efficient with that line. Because yeah, there's no mm-hmm. way that I will be going other than that. How much time do you think you spent in line? Man, like 15 minutes for like uh, what felt like 100 cars. Okay. Like they split it up into <laughs> what felt like. I'm, it could have been. I don't know. I don't know if I'm over exaggerating or not. Yeah, but, I don't know if it was a hundred, <laughs> but it was a lot. It was wrapped around the mall. When we went, they were wrapped around the mall, and they were into like the little thing where you have to turn into it, going through a parking lot, and then they split off into two lines. And we was only there for like 15 minutes, and was out of there. I've been like the the third person in line at a Taco Bell and been there for like 20 minutes. And like, you know what? This ain't this ain't worth it. Because uh, I know Taco Bell try it all the time. Man, yeah, you mess around. Yes, the potatoes. Love them. I'm glad they brought them back. I'm glad they brought them back. They don't the make home. them the same though. Where are my chives? Where are my tomatoes? I'm not. That's true. Them. You right. You right. They don't. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It's not the same. They brought the cheese, <laughs> the sour cream, and the potatoes, and that's all right. you get. They said cheesy fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you getting. <laughs> they literally leave it up for our brain to come up with the rest of it. Right. <laughs> like what? Man, they're like, man, use that imagination. Right. Like, <laughs> Chives and uh tomatoes are insinuated. It basically, you know, you saw the picture just <laughs> like they hear, you know. Or I don't know, maybe it's another supply chain issue. Maybe they out. <laughs> They've been out for a while because they've been trying. <laughs> Mm. All right. Any more sides, guys? Is that all? That's a good side, actually. Cheese PS potatoes is um is a really good side. Really good. Yeah. All right. All right, well, cool. Um, you got that hat of questions? Sombrero de preguntas. Yeah. What Timbo said. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Please question tonight. Please. Uh, after we just talk for 20 minutes on sides, right? It's going to be like, what's your favorite food? Or something like that. Favorite down home cooking. <laughs> when does something start, start, start out badly for you, but in the end, it was great? Um, <sighs> Every work week, right? Right. <laughs> this is 30. Oh, man. 
And Mondays be hard, but them Fridays be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer for me, that work week. I don't even want to say nothing after that. Because <laughs> I feel that so deep. Like, for real, like, spoke to my soul. Right. I'm speechless. It's like, no. <laughs> Billy's trying to think of something, too. I, I, see, his, yeah. I see his eyes going. <laughs> there are a couple things... Like they they're just accomplishments or things that you conquer about yourself. Like um either when I did the only two things that come to mind. One, I started doing a music video for Not Today. Yeah. <clears throat> Which was awesome. Thanks. And um the only time I really ever put myself in competition, I was younger. And it was the AGM, American Guild of Music. So there was a competition for length of study for uh, drummers. And I had to make a solo to uh, to enter, or I guess to participate. And I made a solo, and I was so I just didn't believe in myself. I haven't been studying for that long. I'm just like, no, I can't do this. And we had to go. I had to make parts, and I was worried about remembering the parts, so I had a cheat sheet stapled on my kick drum right in front of me, so I can remember. Okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Right. And, uh, I made it through it, and I actually won, and that was fun. It was pretty cool, but I was definitely like, "No, nah, man, this is not gonna get it. This is that. not the uh, the win." Uh, but it worked out, man. That was pretty dope. I feel that. Yeah. And, you know, as I think about it, there are a couple of scholastic achievements that I kind of had growing up that, you know, of course, start off really difficult. Like the time, um, like we had a commercial in high school for um for a motor company and um a scholarship kind of competition thing oh dope and that was super cool and that was one of them things where it's just so daunting in the beginning you know as a high school student it's like okay well let's make a commercial so how do we do that you know right Mm -hmm. but to actually get through it and um you know you work with your team and you kind of write it out and you act it out and you record it and edit it and all of that good stuff and you see the finished product it's so cool and we won and we got on a trophy and a scholarship and it was it was really just awesome so that's awesome g yeah so i guess it's stuff other than just my work week that ends that ends well mm-hmm. all as well that ends well <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Here we go. The, the here we go. The Detroit Lions football season, right? That's gonna start off terrible, and it's gonna end with us having like the first round draft pick. I mean, the first pick of the, um, of the draft. So it's gonna end. It's gonna At end pretty that. well. At least there's that. That picture with um <laughs> with Scar holding the Lions logo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Man, as a fan, I gotta stop following all of these memes, man. All these meme sites is. Cause they got a fresh batch every Sunday to Tuesday, and <laughs> it's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's hard out here for a pimp. Can you imagine what it's gonna be next week, right after Stafford going throw like you know eight touchdowns and five hundred yards? They already made like all of the lights. <laughs> they gonna be coming out as the game goes. <laughs> It's about to be bad, man. Oh man, it's gonna be terrible. Because you know, right? Man, here we go. Sound like one of those parents that got kids playing for both teams. I just want a good game. (laughs) Uh, It's. uh, I want the Lions to. I don't know what I want. Honestly, it would be cool. I want them to win. I guess just because. Of course, you want my. I want my team to win. 
But realistically, go out there and get that, you know, get get that draft pick. Don't make my coach cry no more. So I guess <laughs> no, I, I think you passed that crying at the podium. Hey man, <laughs> <laughs> just crying at the podium. <laughs> but it is what it is, man. It's I don't know. I'm lionized as a fan, so mm. I just I'm just be out here hoping for the best. Mm. Getting mm. Sunday tickets so I had something to watch after the, you know the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how it would be, man. For real. You got Comcast or um, AT and T for television? We have neither. Actually, we got um, Hulu. Actually, Hulu Live. <laughs> we use Hulu Live for our cable. How you get Sunday ticket? Because where we live, um, we can't put up um satellites so i can just get it i don't have to get direct tv or at&t i can just get sunday ticket for like whatever the price is like so pretty dope and it is really cool just be out out and about you can like pull up like four games at a time watch it on your phone or computer or something like that this is really cool if you're not a lion's fan um anybody got anything else to say no, no, no. If you like the show, please let us know. Um, if you want to answer the question and want to give us some new questions, please uh, give those to us. Timbo, where can they reach us? Blacktopasylum at gmail.com. No. Um, <laughs> and Ray, where can they find us? Yep, you can find us on YouTube. <clears throat> we got um, videos up there. You can also listen to us anywhere podcast or you know, our check us out on Spotify. Leave us some likes on comments on Apple. No, we appreciate it. Yeah, even if you hate the show, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> the black top is not closed. Please, Kim Mayor. Okay. <laughs>